This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're going to focus in on the Mavericks right here. How much can Derek Lively grow in Season 1? Now, I know this was a question that popped into your mind, Corey, and I'm curious, what have you thought of him thus far before we get to how much better he can get? So I I think the the thing that matters the least to Mike is energy. You know, like it's... okay. That's one thing that I think everybody notices immediately, right? Is high energy guy, but he's a high energy guy with skills. And that's something that I'm like, oh, like this is something you can grow on. And I watched his body, Kevin. When you saw him in, in college at Duke, you could see that he was thin. You could oh, see yeah. that he had he had a lot more to add to it. And that was every time we talked to Nico, when we talked to Jason Kidd, no matter what, immediately those guys were saying, we gotta work on his body first. And so, and that takes time. I mean, you look at Evan Carter. Throughout Evan Carter's stint at the end of the season, it didn't look like he put on 50 pounds, but it did look like he started to bulk up in his arms a little bit, and he still weighs, what, 15 pounds dripping wet or something like that. It's, he he's so tiny, individual. but he hits so good. The uh, And so, like, I knew that Derek Lively was going to need that, and he's going to need those reps where he gets, you know, a shoulder in the chest from a big man, and he has to to grow up from that moment. So, I knew all those things. I wasn't expecting that draft pick to walk in and be a 2010 triple double or a double double every night. But I wanted to see if he could contribute, and he's doing that. And there are nights, Kevin, where he'll walk away with 10 rebounds. There are nights when he'll walk away with a couple of blocks. And I'm like, man, his skill set around the basket, I think, lends itself even more to a potential 12 to 15 point kind of guy. Now, maybe not this year. And again, also agree. You also have two very elite scorers on this team. So what he needs to do is just do what is asked of him within the bounds of this team and not try to be something that he's not right now. And that if I'm Jason Kidd and I'm Nico and I'm working on this group, I'm just saying in the future, maybe not this year, maybe next year, this guy is going to be a legitimate center in the NBA that people are going to want. And one of the things when you were mentioning Luke and Kyrie, I also think Grant Williams being able to score a little bit better than anticipated. Derek Jones getting more of a run, perhaps than anticipated. Tim Hardaway being solid to start out. Also inherently just cuts down on his points. I would be okay, at least for the rest of the year, if the vast majority of his points continue to be what you cleaned up in the paint. You know, because I think he has been very, very good on both ends of the paint, both, so obviously both defensively and offensively. I'm not saying he's going to stretch your defense offensively or anything like that, but if he can clean up the paint and the boards, that is going to be a phenomenal thing for the Mavericks. And I think it's already been 
better than most people would have guessed yes. thus far. One of the things that I've been loving that I've been seeing too is, and you, this this is a reality, if Luka goes out there and gets a big play on the defensive end from Derek Lively, and Derek Lively hustles his ass to the other end of the court, and he's there wide open, and Luka's like, slow it down. I'm going to yeah. take three minutes to go ahead and get this shot off for me, and it's going to be a step back three that I miss. Derek Lively is not going to want to hustle. Right. His desire to put that effort out is going to be, I'll you know, I'll jog it up court, and I'll be there with you because that's what we do. But instead, what I've been seeing is Derek Lively makes a play on the defensive end, gets a rebound, makes a block, alters a shot, whatever it is, and then he's hustling back up court, and guys are looking for him. Hey, let that guy finish. Let him go ahead and get his get his too, because that makes him feel good about what he just did. It makes him feel like he contributed something to the night rather than looking at his stats and going, everybody's like, oh man, Luca got 42 tonight. And he's like, Yeah, I probably could have gotten six, man, or done something, but nobody was give nobody was rewarding me for my defensive efforts. And guys that they can take pride in defense, but also they want to feel they want to feel the ball go into the bucket. I think the number one thing you're going to have to watch out for that could derail all the things that we're talking about, and this is something that we discussed going into the season. In the last three games, he has 16 fouls. Okay. Now, you go back to... now. Here's, is that good? No, that's not good. All right. Well, the good news is... It feels the, like that's too many. The last three games, 16 fouls? Correct. And how many do you get? Six, Six per game. He's almost fouled out... Correct. Three times. Correct. Now, the good news is the Mavericks have won all of those games, right. so that's a positive. But here's the bad news. In the Orlando game, you could see it front and center because they had to drop the usage level that they had for him because he got into foul trouble. And then you look at the Clippers game. He straight up fouled out. And then in the New Orleans game, luckily they had that game pretty well in hand. But you have seen him rack up a lot of fouls really quickly, and here's why that's going to be problematic. First of all, you're going to see him on the court less. So that's problematic for like his development. But the other thing is, I go back to the game where he was sick against the Raptors. And Jason Kidd said, talking about Derek Lively, we miss him a lot. There was no one in the paint tonight. And that just shows how important he is to our team. And so it's detrimental for the Mavericks, but then also detrimental for the improvement of Derek Lively. The... You said the last three games, 16 fouls. In the last five games, at least one block per game. And and he had two in the last one yep. against New Orleans. And you're, you're talking about the just altering shots, just being a guy in the paint, not only the rebound part of it. That's that's important. That's huge. We know Luka can get 12 rebounds too. But if you can get six out of him, man, you're feeling pretty good on that night. But the blocks and the desire to be a guy that can block and take that on and also say, hey, little guy, you're not coming in with that shot right now. You need to go ahead and kick that out to the perimeter and then knowing that you have good perimeter players to try and help stall that. Now, I'm not saying, Kevin, that the Mavs are a good defensive team by any means right now. But they're better. Are they? I think they are. Okay, I just look at, like, I guess the I pointed this out yesterday. 100 points a game. There is not a single team in the NBA, NBA that is not scoring 100 points a game. And, and I think it's like 101 is the lowest. So that's even weirder. And it's early in the season. Those things can change throughout the year. 
but it just does seem like they're they want to be better at defense but maybe it's more about when they're better at defense than it is being just a defensive stopper team and that's where i like Derek lively there's a few barometers i would like to see him reach now that we feel i thought he was going to be usable all along but now that some people have been able to see that he'll be more usable than maybe you thought I would love to see him get to the 10 points, eight rebounds per game. When? By the end of the year. Okay. And so. What about, I, what about next year? I, I'm looking five years down the road, Kevin. Do you think he can be a he, dominant center in the NBA? I, I don't. Do you want you just want to see the growth from year one and then yeah, make predictions next year? I don't know about that because a lot of that will depend on how his frame fills out and how much they do work on three-point shooting with him. Like, in terms of the modern NBA and what you, you don't, get from a center. You, you're you're in the mindset, then, of it, it's never going back to – it's not going to be cyclical like, just, it, like the NFL. I don't think it will because even in the NFL, like, I know running is up, but I don't think people go, well, this is the best running back, so they have the best team. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you've seen an uptick in that, but I don't think people are like, you better watch out for those running backs. Well, and then when you have Wim Yama, who can also hit from three, too, yeah, it's run like, the point. well, why can't you find more guys like that? Exactly. We'll grow them. Exactly. So, I, I don't think you're going to go back to that. So, in terms of the next three to five years, how his frame fills out and how he does three-point shooting. I know if you go back and watch his AAU highlights, like, he can shoot the three. But go back and watch those entire games. You'll see some other three-pointers in that string that you're like, good night, what the hell was that? Go ahead. I was just going to say, what I would love for him to do in the short term is I want double-digit rebounds at least every other game. Now, obviously, that will also be a product of can he stay out of foul trouble because you go back to the Orlando game, there's no way in hell he was going to get 10 rebounds with the fouls coming that fast. Right. And he yeah. still had a, he had a solid game, but... He wasn't able to stay on the court because foul, foul, foul. So I would like to see every other game hitting that 10 rebound spot. And I would like to be like, you just take it for granted that he'll get you six rebounds a game. Like he'll just walk out there and magically you'll have six. It rebounds. sounds like a low number, doesn't it? But, but I don't think so. But be- it's a rookie positive exactly. thing. Too. And the other reason I don't think so is because I'm saying every game he just walks out and you automatically get six rebounds yeah. from him. With the expectation being 10 every other game, and by next year or the year after. Now, it might be low, but I think he's a double-double guy. It might be 12 points and 10 rebounds. I'm not saying he's going to turn into 25 and 13, and you're like, holy crap, this is amazing. But I think he can be a 12-10 guy. If you can get that guy who can also play defense, which he can, I feel like that's a revelation for the man. As part of the the passing attribute of his game. How do you feel about his, about what he's done so far? Cause I do feel like what I've seen from him so far this year is the ball's in my hand. It was, it's time for me to put it in the basket. Yes. I, I, I'm not a, a navigate through me guy. If, if you're more which, than which Jokic is. Oh yeah. I'm honestly, if you're more than, I don't know, six to eight feet out of the basket, he's not necessarily the person I want facilitating your offense. But one of the good things about having good hands and good feet is the ability to get rid of the ball and move to your spot better than some big men or some rookies or however you want to put it is I I, I like this from the 858 I'm amazed at lively lively so far I was devastated on draft night happy to be wrong 
because now we can finally put away our annual trade rumors for Capella. That is a hold on. That's a really is good that not going to happen again this year? Where we're like, oh, here comes Clint Capella. I can't rule it out. I just can't. From the two five four, I want my big man living on the edge with fouls, no easy buckets. Just means he's playing hard on defense, and I do agree with that. That was one of the conversations that we had with Mike on the night he got drafted. I think he has an elite defensive skill set. That does not mean he is already an elite defender, but when you look at his ability to block or alter shots and how quick he can move, he has elite defensive traits. The the somebody did text in from the eight five eight Kevin again uh, and said, "Take a look at how some of the fouls happen. Sometimes it's because teammates are getting blown by or poor defense in front of him." Okay. That does need to become a calling card of his because that's something that Tyson Chandler demanded of the guys around yes. him. I will communicate. You guys have to play your do your part too. And by the time it gets to me, I'll take care of business. But I can't be stuck in a bad position because you weren't playing good defense. I definitely agree with that. And you go back to the Orlando game, which obviously fouled out really early. I understand some of those fouls a little bit more because you were already losing. Just sometimes it sucks. Sometimes you have to make a basic equation in your head. Is giving up these two points worth me staying in the game? Right. And, like, that's tough. But you see it all the time when you give this kind of, like, Ole BS defensive effort because you're like, I can't draw a foul no matter what. So I think that person is right, and the Mavericks have to step it up still defensively. But Lively has to know some of those keys when it's like, I have one foul. Let's do this. Versus... I have three fouls in the third quarter just started. Might have to let this one go. I, I think, Kevin, I'm, I'm probably on the far positive side about this. I do think there is a potential down the road next year, a couple of years after that, for him to develop into, if, like you said, if his body develops a certain way, but on top of his skill set, that he can develop into a 15 and 10 kind of guy. And if you can get sure. that to go along with with Luca, and Luca has a big man that he can now play two man game with that guy, in addition to whatever Kyrie's contributing, you have an element that people have to deal with, and that's something that I'm hoping uh, down the road for him. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next from the mind of Corey. Oh man, is this the best time ever to be a DFW sports fan? Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. We'll do it next right here on the Celebrate and Save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just three ninety nine. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at two fifty. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with sixty month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Two balls, two strikes. Spores kicks and fires. He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. The Rangers are the World Series champions. After 52 years in Texas, 63 years of the franchise. The wait is over. And the celebration has begun. It's still true. Pretty much want to hear that call until the end of time. What a hell of a job that Eric Nadell did. And that leads into this. Corey, you're asking the question, is this the greatest time to be a DFW sports fan ever? All right. State your case. Uh, My case right now is the the Cowboys are are a good football team. The Cowboys are a really good football team, actually. Do I put them in the great category? No. Uh, but they have some work to do. The Rangers proved they were great this year. Uh, you can't say that they weren't. They won the World Series, Kevin. I never. Uh, but I say the Cowboys, I'm sitting here like looking at them. I still think they're a really good football team, and they have room to grow and improve. Right now, the Mavericks are winning, and they are what number? Are they still second in the Western Conference right They're now? They're tied for first. Tied for first against a team that I bet's a bunch of chumps or something, right? Oh, they did beat you already. Denver sure. is that yeah. Denver? And they're the defending, defending world champions. So the Mavericks are essentially the champions uh, oh. if they're tied for first right now. Interesting. The stars are hot. The stars are looking like they are going to be competing for the Stanley Cup. So let's go back to the Mavericks real quick. That look like if they can do this for the rest of the season. There's a lot of big games to be to decide this, but they could be competing for the Western Conference Finals. That, for me, would be a success this year for the Mavericks. Competing into the playoffs, whereas there were times where we were like, man, they may not win enough games to even be there. They might be a lottery pick team this year. 
but they look like they're going to compete for something that could put them in that conversation of Western Conference Finals. The Stars, we just said it yesterday, it's Conference Finals or bust, and Stanley Cup is well within sights yeah. for them. And the Rangers, I think the Rangers have at least a four-year window to get another World Series trophy. And so I'm looking at this team, th- these teams right now, I'm feeling really good about sports here in DFW. We've had some very, very bad occasions where we've been looking at it going, all right, so the Rangers stink. The Mavs aren't, they, now they're competing to get the, like a low draft, draft spot. The stars, that's the only thing holding us up right now because the Cowboys just lost. This is a great time for DFW sports. Okay, so there's a variety of opinions already, including just about the call from Eric Nadell. That will never get old, guys. Still makes me tear up. Every day. And then from the 619, no, it's not the best time right now. The 1990s are the best time. I'm going to need you to be more specific. We can't claim a decade. I need to be more specific. Because they won Super Bowls? How? Yeah, in a given year, Kevin, the Cowboys may have been good. Yes. But the Rangers were not. Nope. And the Mavericks definitely were not. They were the worst. Until 99. Now, 96, they were good in 96. But I'm going to take you to a more specific part of night of the 1990s. I need you to judge what's happening right now versus the beginning of 1993. Let me paint the picture for you. All right. Cowboys win Super Bowl 27 by 16 million points. On January th- or 35. That's not true. 35. Yeah. Come on, right. man. They win the Super Bowl by 35 points. On January 31st, 1993. Then, on March 10th, 1993, it is announced that the Minnesota North Stars will be moving to Dallas to become the Stars. So, within the span of a month and a half, at the beginning of 1993, the Cowboys win the Super Bowl and we get the Stars. I will tell you, just to play devil's advocate, this is, however, also the run where the Mavericks were neck and neck for the worst record in the history of basketball. Yeah, they weren't good, bro. So, I present to you... It's a good pitch. The beginning of 1993. A very good pitch uh, for that. And, Kevin, if you're saying that it's been since then that sports has been this good in DFW, then, yes, right now is the best time to be a DFW sports fan. If you're saying since 1993... I got one eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Are you old enough to remember 1993? Because we have a variant uh, variance in our listening audience, so I want to know if they're old enough. Either person in studio in the other studio will be able to. They aren't. That. No, they are not. All so right. now, okay. So go ahead. I'm, I'm imagining one more pitch for you. Let me take a guess on the on the area that you're okay. going for. 11, 10 area. 2011. Right. Now, let's start with the bad. The Dallas Stars missed the playoffs. Really feel like that could have helped crystallize my case right here. But they beefed it, so no dice. All right. But I'm going to focus in on the June through November area. Okay? June through November of 2011. Because people will point out the Dallas Cowboys missed the playoffs. Haha, yes, they did. However, in my part that I specifically blocked out, the Dallas Cowboys were seven and four and on a four-game winning streak as of Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, right? that's why right. I specifically blocked out that window. Now to go along with that, the Dallas Mavericks won the championship and the Texas Rangers made it to the World Series. Yes, you know, I know, we all know what happened in that World Series. But 
in addition to winning the championship, the Rangers made it to the World Series. So you had two of your four teams in the finals, and one of them won, and you know what? As of Game 5, the other one was winning, mm-hmm. and I quit paying attention after that. What happened after that? Kevin? I don't know. I quit paying attention. 2011? Nobody's sure. No, don't look it up. I know exactly what happened after They that. lost to the Cardinals. I know. They lost to the Giants. They yeah. beat the Buccaneers. Oh, this was, I'm talking about the uh, Rangers. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the Cowboys. Is So I would submit to you that for now, 2011 is better. However, you have a strong case. The Texas Rangers, world champions. The Dallas Cowboys, 6-3. and three. Fifth best record in the NFL. Also coming off their best back-to-back seasons in 28 years. Dallas Mavericks, 8-2, tied for the best in the West, second best in the NBA. Stars, 10-3-1, lead the Central, fifth most points in the NHL. So I think you have a strong case, but I'm leaning towards 2011 and 2023, then the beginning of 1993. Dude, I just want to point out, Kevin, that year the Rangers lost to the Cardinals in the World Series which we could all just let go of now because it happened. Yes. And they were 7-4 and four in 2011 at that point. Then they lose to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. That's weird. Is that not weird to you? Yeah. In overtime? They lost the World Series in, over, in extra innings that night, and they lose to the Arizona Cardinals? What up with that? Okay, you know what's really interesting? Oh, the Renegades also won the XFL title this past year, Kevin, so that kind of bleeds into it. That might tip the scale for Carter. Yeah. I I can see that. (laughs) From the 214, I was born in 1986, so I can remember starting in 1990. From the 903, I was too busy being born in 93 to remember. That's fair. Uh Uh-huh. So a lot of people were really too young for it. From the 432, in 2011, KNC made it to the radio airwaves as well. That was our first show. That's was a good point. The day of what That's they recur- refer to as the Mother's Day Massacre, when the Mavericks hit so many three pointers, the Lakers started pushing JJ Barea around, uh, and they were like, "Hey, we have arrived." I-, I will say this: both of those times, both of these times that we're referring to, Kevin, because I don't remember '93 that well. All right, I was in high school, and I- there were a lot of things going on. But as I'm looking at 2011 and now two teams that we have historically rooted for that we always thought were just not big enough to be champions. We didn't never, we never thought the Mavericks would do that. We were always hoping we got a guy. We love Dirk. Sure. And, but you know, everybody else looked at Dirk as the soft Euro, right? Like that was what his, That's his true. moniker was for a very long time. And the Rangers, it was always like, ah, they're like a good farm system for the, for the Yankees. That's all it really ever was. Going back to when we traded Rugnet Odor and Joey Gallo, I wasn't mad that we traded those players. I was mad that I were giving them to the Yankees, and that was going to probably help them in some way, shape, or form. It didn't. But the team we rooted for all this time finally won it. Now, if the Cowboys can add something to it, that's what I'm saying, though. Right now, all four teams are at their best. That we, I mean, to go along with it. It does feel like the it. Cowboys are going to go. Are they probably going to win 12 games this year? Ooh, maybe 11. 11 games? That would be three straight seasons of double digit wins with yep. the Cowboys and something that they haven't done in a long time. Correct. That's huge. So to add those things to it, this is the best your sports teams at the same time have been in most people's memory, Kevin. Most of our listeners that I'm looking at here, most of their memory is bad sports, but for one team at least. Right now, it's not. 
All right, I'm okay. And then I see on the flip side, they're selling fool's gold. Cowboys and Mavericks will not bring you playoff joy. From the 214, come on. All makes sense except the Cowboys. Jerry's a super businessman and can't compete for the NFC Championship. Look, it's hard for me to argue with you on that. Yeah. All right. I do take in that they're they're going to be in the playoffs this year, right? That's going to happen. Whoa, hold on. Is that look saying that you no, 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 doubt no. that the Cowboys no, are going to be in the playoffs no. this year? That's not what I'm saying. My question was going to be, what tips it in the favor of this season forever? Is it Cowboys making the NFC Championship? Is it they got to go further? Is it stars in the cup final? If no team wins another championship this year, but all of them make it to their conference championship, Ooh. that would be the best time we've ever seen. Yeah. The best time we've ever seen. That's true. Like just I mean, just think about that, Kevin. What's the most what's the most fun? It's playoff sports. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Last year, if you were just a casual hockey fan, you probably got hooked in watching what happened on that run. Even if you saw them lose to the Vegas Knights the way they did, you were like, Man, I'm I'm in. Look at Mike, look at hockey Mike getting invested because he's like, they're a good team right now. Now, is he, does he believe that the Mavericks are this good of a team? I don't think so. I might be a little more positive one on this front because I'm looking at the Mavericks and I see some things that I'm like, you can build. Everybody expects a team just to be good right out. Hey, we just threw it together and it's good. The Cowboys are having to develop their offense and maybe even break some things down that Dak didn't do well before and add some new elements. One of the things that Dak's doing so well right now is running out of bounds at the sticks. How many times have you seen Dak Prescott try to pick up an extra yard and a half by lowering his shoulder in somebody? Yeah. And you're like, dude, why didn't you just run out of bounds? He's doing so well at that, and that's extending drives. It's making such a huge difference. I think Dak is growing right now. But there's other things amongst your other teams that I think that they will grow, or maybe they just fall apart and implode at some point. And this is what I want to figure out. How do people factor in – which teams is mattering at the same level? Because you brought up a lot of people, brought up TCU. Somebody said, hey, FC Dallas was a playoff team too. And then another person from the 940 said the tipping point would be the Stars winning the Cup. And so another person said, don't forget, the sidekicks were running wild in the 80s. Look, if you want me to go back to 87-88 when the Mavericks were in the Western Conference Finals and the sidekicks were running wild, maybe. But I don't know if everyone values let's say the sidekicks or FC Dallas like that. I mean, if you if you want to yeah, just tip this bucket over, Kevin, give me SMU and TCU and UNT all running wild. Uh and and you're like, "Hey, they're in their their conference. Uh they're at the top of their conference. So SMU's rocking, uh TCU's doing their thing. Like was it 10 that they had the undefeated season? Uh, and then, you know, UNT grows up into some big boy pants too. I mean, I've been watching a lot of UNT football my as I went to college there. Uh, Kevin, I don't know if you know this or not. You went to college at UNT? I went to UNT. I was a commuter from East Dallas uh, as I was I graduated high school in East Dallas. But, yeah, man, I look at that. If, if you add that, that's icing on the cake for me. And somebody brought up 98-99. I think here's the problem that you're going to run into there. The Stars won the Cup. So, obviously, incredible. The Mavericks stunk that year. That was the shortened season when they only played 50 games. Terrible. And then the Cowboys were mid, and this, I think, felt like their last stand when they lost to the Vikings. I don't know if it actually, I think it probably was their last stand, but in 99, they made it to the playoffs, 
got smoked by the Vikings, and that felt like the Cowboys' last stand for a while. The can we can we just also add this too? There have been times where a team is good, yeah, and then the other ones are meddling or middling, whatever middling. you like to say, Kevin. Um, and and so there have been times when that's happened, and in some of those moments, the Mavericks specifically, they won the one title and then were never to be heard of from again. And so I'm looking at this right now, and I'm thinking the Cowboys have had, this is a third consecutive year. I know you're upset about playoffs. I get it. Regular season means nothing to a lot of people. I still enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy not, it for Not sure. necessarily you. I know there's people out there that don't care what happens in the regular season. Playoff success is all that matters. I get it. I understand that. Because that's whenever you feel, that's when you're done. It's over after that. But the the feeling of that's three consecutive good seasons. They have, I think they have a window of three more in front of them. The Rangers, a, a World Series championship, a window for me that's about four years, could be 10 years with other things. The Stars, they look like they're going to be good and set for about 10 years. Maybe there's a window for some of these veterans like Pavelski and Jamie Benn to get their title, and you really want to close that up. But with Haskinen and Robertson and Wyatt Johnston, uh, Kevin, and, and and everything else that you got with your core and the stars, you have a good 10-year window here. And with the Mavericks, I'm not sure. Maybe Luka does decide he's done here. I don't know. But it does look like they are trying. They want to build something that is longer than just a few years. It's not like we're getting – that's why I'm saying the best time. Yeah. It's kind of in this window that we're we're seeing develop. Last year was not it. Right now, we're heading towards it, though. Because it's the beauty of the situation, right, is it could happen. It hasn't happened yet, but it could happen. Yeah, well, and what has happened? The Stars won a lot of games last year. Yeah, they're in the Western Conference Finals. This year, they lead their division. The Mavericks are tied for best in the West. The Cowboys are clearly going to make the playoffs, at least in my opinion, they're clearly going to make the playoffs. And the Rangers are the world champions. I, I see what you're saying. Somebody called me a clown for this, but I'll still go with 2011 for now but you're on the right track for 2011 for now for now for now i'm you know what i'm just gonna enjoy the now then whatever okay. whatever right now is i'm gonna enjoy it regular season playoffs i don't care i'm day-to-day -day, baby i don't even know if i'll be here tomorrow oh my gosh i mean on this planet oh not necessarily the job i guess if i'm off the planet then i'm off the job too. yeah prob probably i think i could do the show from space it's that time of year cash the ticket jim costa with mike valeni we shift the focus from football to college hoops getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too search cash the ticket on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts no we struggled enough from each other's homes we're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. If we can fire off cut number seven, it's time to go around the entire NFC East. Third and nine, empty gun for Prescott. Back, looking, standing, running up out of the pocket, running to the five, walking the dog. Touchdown, Prescott, with 16 seconds left in the half. All right, let's, it's always choose your own adventure. In around the NFC East, would you like to start with the Cowboys, with the Giants, with the Commanders, or with the Eagles? Uh, you know what? Let's reverse this this week. Let's start at the bottom and work our way to the top. Hit the Giants, Kevin. Let's talk about the Giants. This is going to be sad. Tommy DeVito, look, 
it was always going to be a tough game for him. But the Giants in a single possession did not gain more than 17 yards until the ninth time they had the ball. Just think about that for a minute. Nine they, possessions. Not, they, not nine, like, no, it took plays. The ninth possession wow. for them to get more than 17 yards in a possession. I don't mean on a play. Mm-hmm. In a possession. That is sad, which it probably won't surprise you to know that the Giants GM has been spotted attending college football games at North Carolina, at USC, and other such schools seemingly scouting out the top quarterbacks in the upcoming draft. Why? You this is a this is a stupid thing to do. Oh, uh, unless Unless you're thinking like four years, three years down the road here, you just spent I know a lot of money on Daniel Jones' contract, and I, I'm betting how, what's his dead money next year, Kevin, or his cap hit seven? Uh, his cap hits forty-seven million. You're stuck with him for at least another year. You can, I will tell you this, you can wiggle out of this deal and take a $22 million hit after the 2024 season. So, do you want to draft one of those quarterbacks, let him sit for one year, or you just let Daniel Jones sit, and you're like, you know what, the money's spent already, screw it. I do, I, I will say that, like, kind of looking at that, uh, at the numbers that you can mess with a little bit there, that in a couple of years, if you want to take a, a tough one, and then go, all right, we're rebuilding with a rookie quarterback, that's fine. And maybe, maybe he's looking, maybe this GM is going to watch these guys because he wants to see... Is this guy? Is this guy? Does he have the potential to be better than Daniel Jones? Also, you got to keep Daniel Jones standing, or whoever that quarterback is. No kidding. I would say build that part of your team first, then find your quarterback. But you might not be in okay. position to get that quarterback That's again true. if you have the offensive line. Do you want to go? All right. So next up, Commanders. Yep. All right. Are you ready to believe in Sam Howell? Twenty-nine of forty-four, three hundred twelve yards, three touchdowns. Two fourth quarter touchdowns. Have you caught Sam Howell fever? I have not. But oh. I I was kind of curious about the quarterback rankings at the moment, and NFL has him the twelfth quarterback. Do you know he has more yards passing this year than any other quarterback? Are you serious? You know it's weird. CJ Stroud's next on the list. That is weird. It doesn't feel like those guys should be at the top of that <laughs> list, but here I would they not are. have guessed that going in. They're the 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 Washington team's just baffling to me. I thought they were about to do the dumpster fire, getting rid of Chase Young, getting rid of Sweat, and I was like, why are you getting rid of that talent? And then they're still trying so hard. And I'm like, why would you? But yeah, Sam Howell, he's he's it's this season, right? That's it. You think he's out after this I, year? I don't know. I just don't think he's. I don't know. Fourteen and nine at this point. I know he has a lot of yards, Kevin, but. Nine interceptions. I I wonder if he's going to get more of a shot. Like, I, I, I really. Because they have no other option. Yeah. Or maybe because they're like, you know what? Good enough. See, and if I'm the owner of that team, that's my problem. I'm immediately going, that's not good enough. Good enough's not good yeah, enough. Yeah, good enough isn't good enough for us anymore. Good is the enemy of but, great. But, I mean, that is kind of the, you kind of want him to be that mindset of, Let's just can let's just grow this thing. If you had the opportunity to watch the Commanders Seahawks game, 
it was something, especially down the stretch. The game was tied three different times in the second half and wasn't decided until the final play. If you like offense, the last five drives of the game, field goal, touchdown, 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 game-winning field goal. I love that stuff. Those are my favorite kind of games. If you're into defense, this fourth quarter and part of the second half might have made you sad. But if you're just like, I want to see the skill players do skill things, this game was for you. I saw Geno Smith make a couple of really good throws down the stretch in that game, too. Like, I, I don't think he's had the best year. I'm still kind of like, okay, obviously last year was a what is the hell Geno Smith. But right now, what I am what I saw a couple of times, he wasn't perfect the whole game. There are a couple of really good dime throws from him, though. Do you still look at the AFC North as the best division? Well, Harbaugh does, right? That's he he demanded everybody listen and and he was like, Look, guys, I need to take some heat off my brother real you quick. Know what? Sometimes Harbaugh's demand things and it doesn't work out for them. Uh I guess you have to go based on the fact that that, that division has the most wins, I Probably think. Probably still them. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the Cowboys. There are all kinds of amazing Cowboys notes in here. Dallas has scored 160 points in their last four home games. Last time they did that, 1973. Wow. They did not win the Super Bowl there. Why not? What happened? Uh, uh, I don't remember. I'll look it up. I do not remember what the 1973 Dallas Cowboys did. All right. Hold on. You said they scored the most points? In, the, in their first four home games. All right. In 1973, Kevin, the first four home games, they played against New Orleans, St. Louis Cardinals, yep. the New York Giants, and the Bengals. I'm presuming all those teams were miserably bad. They went on ball. to finish that season 11-5 and five and lost to the Vikings in the conference championship. Mm, so, hey, if I tell you right now, Cowboys are making the conference championship. I'm in. Or we're going to lose to the Eagles 49-0. to zero. That just put me out to pasture, bro. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I can handle losing to the Eagles in a playoff game, dude. But you beat the Astros in the ALCS. So oh, you you just told me they're going to lose, so there's no hope in this, Kevin. Like, this is me walking into the situation just blindly knowing. I will erase that part from your memory. It's going to happen, <laughs> but you can at least be surprised. I want All that right. machine. CeeDee Lamb has 68 catches thus far this season. That's the most by any Cowboys player in the first nine games of a season. There you go, Ever. man. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb's on fire. I'm, I'm loving everything that I'm seeing from him. Hopefully what it can do is start to force teams to say we have to try and stop him. But what's going to happen then, Kevin? Let's say he has two bad games and Brandon Cooks has a couple good games and the Cowboys don't win. Well, why CeeDee Lamb not getting the ball? Yeah. Well, they're, trying to, they're trying to stop CeeDee Lamb. I But – Hopefully, it can just continues to develop as they go along here. Now, I think you're going to kind of like this next stat. The Cowboys have won 12 straight games at AT&T Stadium. That is their longest home winning streak since they won 18 straight from 1979 to 1981. In two of those years, you made it to the NFC Championship game. So you're predicting... NFC Championship game. Now you did lose both of the, uh -huh. those games. Ironically, you lost them to the Eagles and the 49ers, which that definitely feels. And the Cardinals? Like, no, no, no. You just made two okay. of those. <laughs> but that definitely feels like the most likely opponent is one of those teams. If you told me it's the Cowboys and the Lions in the NFC Championship game, I, I, There's I, a chance. It could happen. Right? There's a chance that could fall into your lap. But I would find that hard to believe. 
What will the Cowboys' home winning streak get up to? It's currently at 12. Well, I think... Can they surpass 18? Not this year, but eventually. Um, I think that what it signifies is you're, you're a good team for an extended period of time and that you you know, like you benefit from being around. I don't know what it is. Kevin, we talked about home field advantage and how it doesn't necessarily exist the same way that it used to Not for a long close. time. Yeah. The I'm looking at their Washington, schedule. Seattle, Philly, and Detroit. I think you can finish the year six, regular season. I think you can. Ooh. I think you can beat the Eagles. It's going to come down to details at the end of that game. I mean, just look at the last game. It came down to, to, to details. I think the Cowboys can finish that thing out this season. Now, I guess a, a big question is, what do they have to play for against the Lions? Fair. That maybe they don't have to play for against Washington the next week, you know? So do is there something on the line that they need to beat the Lions at home? Uh, or is it just like, hey, you know, let's just roll out there, finish this game up, stay healthy for the playoffs. So that might be the one that gets them, but they have a very distinct possibility <laughs> of stretching this thing by the end of the season. From the 469, we're going to win out, take home field, and sweep in the playoffs. That would be amazing. Would be amazing. We need the Eagles to do a couple things along the way. That's true, with that Chiefs game. Yeah, we need them to lose three games. Let's go to C.D. Lamb again. C.D. Lamb has four consecutive games with 100-plus yards receiving. That ties Terrell Owens for the second most in franchise history. The most in franchise history is Michael Irvin with seven in 1995. In 1995, they did win the Super Bowl. In 2007 with T.O., they were the number one seed. So... And what happened in that season? Look, what happened in the playoffs? It didn't turn out Why? well after that. Is it because we stopped running the ball? Is that what it was? What happened in that game? These balls are difficult to catch in the end zone. Oh, my gosh. Was that Patrick Creighton? Yes. Let's go to the Eagles. Here's a potential concern for the Eagles, and I, I'm seriously asking this. Jalen Hurts' knee, all right? He heals faster than you, bro. I guess so. Two weeks between games now, will the knee be 100% again this season? No. And Okay, and then the next question with that is, does that matter? Like, no. whatever. Yes, it does matter. Because if you have somebody with some fresh legs late in the season – like, let's say Micah over the next two games. We'll discuss this here in just for just a moment at one. But let's say Micah got some rest last week against the Giants, not really going all out doing his thing. Say he's like, hey, you know what? We can win against Carolina, and I'm still going to be fine. It's the end of the season that I'm looking forward to. That's where my big match is. And you get the Eagles again, and Micah's, you know, flying around out there, and Jalen Hurts has to, you know, run out of bounds instead of take, picking up an extra five yards because Mike is in hot pursuit, then yes, it's going to matter. It's definitely going to matter. But I don't, I mean, once you get this deep into a season, Kevin, unless you've never been hit, you're, you're not going to be a hundred percent. You're not going to be a hundred percent at all through the, for the rest of the season until the off season, when you get that opportunity to rest, a lot of those injuries, it comes down to rest was very important for them. Now I want to turn our attention as we stick with the Eagles around the NFC East with AJ Brown. Last year, AJ Brown had, about 1,500 yards receiving. This year, he's on pace for 1,900 yards receiving. Jeez, dude. He's second in the league in receiving yards behind only Tyreek Hill. By the way, C.D. Lamb is third. 
where does we've talked about CD Lamb a lot, but where does AJ Brown fit in the hierarchy of wide receiving excellence? Number one or two right now. Okay, would, uh, where would you put him? It, it, well, it kind of depends. I I like the big physical receiver. Uh, Mike McDaniel's loves Tyreek Hill, and I think a lot of people like the the thing that Tyreek Hill's doing right now is finding space underneath as well. Like he he. He's always been a, you know, you can try to out throw him and you're not going to kind of guy. But, you know, how he's developed his underneath stuff, even with the Chiefs and grown there, uh, is amazing. He Because he can now, his yards after catch are huge too. But I always do prefer to have a big physical receiver that not only blocks downfield, but presents a, it's it becomes a mental thing. I would take A.J. Brown, but Tyree kills that dude, too. So I think it's Tyree killing A.J. Brown however you want to do it, and then CeeDee Lamb. That's where I have it right wow. now. That's what that's the, the grouping I have right okay. now. Okay. And I'm, I, don't, I, I don't think there's a problem with looking at CeeDee Lamb's numbers other than receiving touchdowns yeah. and saying that that's the only area that he really lacks. Even looking at his targets versus his, uh, his receptions, he's lower than everybody else on those, but the percentages are still very high. And his catch percentage, that's something that we talked about catch for a while. Catch percentage is phenomenal. He's, he's done a remarkable job at that. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase. Purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.